up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangout. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is the master editor himself, Pedro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we come to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. Yes, that's right. This is the show where we combine the 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Let's go ahead and kick it off with today's coupon code. Feed me. <laughs> feed me. I'll, 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 I'll plug it in later. So if you want to check out anything in the Adafruit shop, please use coupon code FEEDME. It'll get you 10% off everything in the shop except for gift certificates, man-eating bugs. Wait, man? No. I messed that one up. Or uh, subscriptions to Adabox. So uh, That's correct. it'll work with everything else, though. We have some freebie deals going on. If you head over to the website, uh, adafruit.com slash free, we got some tiers for you. These are subject to change while supplies last, but let me run through them real quick for you. For orders that are $99 or more, you're gonna get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. Very, very awesome, lovely breadboard. Um, for $200 or more, you get the breadboard plus UPS ground shipping for continental US only. For orders that are $299 or more, you get the Permaproto, the free shipping, and a Circuit Playground Express. Very awesome. Again, these are subject to change while supplies last. If you want more details, head over to adafruit.com slash free. As far as shipping goes, a lot of shipping options. If you are outside of the States, please check out our distributors. I always forget to say that, but distributors, adafruit.com slash distributors. You can find out some local areas around your area. <laughs> uh, that Resellers may, are on your area. Yes, we have a lot of them. We have a map, so check it out. But if you're in the New York City area, same day delivery is an option for you fine folks. So check that out. Um, yeah. Newsletters, Adafruit's got you with the newsletters here. Adafruitdaily.com, standalone website. Lots of different categories for that might perk your interest. So check out adafruitdaily.com. If you have an account with Adafruit, it's not linked to, to these emails. So you have to opt into them. Our favorite one? It's a, it's a toss between 3D printing and CircuitPython. Mm -hmm. Python on hardware. Check that one out. We, we, we put a lot of time into that one. That one's really fun. When I say we, I mean like as the whole team. Not really me. CircuitPython meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Mostly. It's a great way to listen in to the community and find out what the core developers are working on and what community folks are working on as well. If you are new to it, you can uh, listen to it live. It happens on our Discord server. It's live, it's recorded. You don't, if you'd like to participate, you absolutely can. Or you can just lurk and just kind of listen in. It's also published on podcast services. Um, whichever podcast service you use, we probably have uh, a link to it. Um, hmm. So just search for CircuitPython weekly meeting and you'll pull it up. It's also on an archive on the YouTubes. So you can check that out. But if you want to sit down and actually participate, you are more than welcome to. Happens every Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern time on the Discord server. Speaking of Discord, I should shout you folks out that are on the Discord. Thank you guys for sh showing up. We have our, our lovely fans out there. Shout out to Web, uh, Duester, Hello. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake, Jake Hill. Hill, Mr. Certainly always in the house. And Brent. Brent. Hey, Brent. Out on the chat. Over on YouTube, we got Connor and LT. L-X-T-L-I-M. Very cool. I was hanging out in the Twitch as well. You're hanging out in Twitch? And Facebook. Hi, Face. Good morning Book. to all you awesome makers out there. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's project. Okay. Here we go. If we head over to the learned guide, Adafruit's learn system, learn.adafruit.com, you can see our latest guide that we published moments ago. This is a really fun one. This uses the Pi Portal, Adafruit I.O. to plot some data from a soil sensor. We are really loving this one. It's, it's using Display I.O. to display some bitmaps and uh, water levels. So when you water um, your plant, you can see the water level animate. And it animates um, uh, depending on whatever you set the minimum, maximum sort of moisture values. It's really cool. The, the sensor that we're using is a capacitive touch uh, type. 
And this one uses the Stemma connectors, so it's really plug and play. Here we have it with the Metro, but it plugs directly into any of the Adafruit boards that have a built-in Stemma connector like the Pi Portal. So uh, it's a really nice plug and play uh, sort of deal. Very, very fun. And it works with CircuitPython. Uh, this was completely written in CircuitPython by Brent Rubel, who's in the chat room. So uh, we'll walk through the learn guide. And uh, yeah, if anybody has questions, we will answer them. Let's jump into the live feed here. Here it is. Here's the plant. Uh, we have the planter here. <laughs> it's got the Pi, uh, the Pi Portal Titanium in there. Speaker on the side. This is where the plant stuff is, right? And you wonder, where's the, stem where's the soil sensor? It's right here. <laughs> No, it's actually embedded inside here. So instead of having the soil sensor like sticking out like here, we actually uh, designed it in a way where these components are on the outside. And uh, this bit here is the actual capacitive touchpad. That is what's inside the soil. So we, we made sure to, to make it so that it was nicely embedded in there. It's out of the way. So I'm going to go ahead and plug it in. Normally, you want to plug it into like your 5-volt wall wart or a battery. Well, not really a battery, because this is just for demos or plug it into a computer. So what's cool about the Pi Portal is, it has, is you can do lots of different things. Uh, bitmaps, audio support, um, animations with uh, display I.O. Very sweet. So this uh, bitmap here is a bit of a transparent bitmap that allows the, the water uh, bitmap to kind of show an overlay uh, behind it. So uh, it took the, the sensor data, the moisture level, and it animated it there. Looks like we're about half. Gives you a little message there. It says uh, data was sent. So this is plotting this, the, uh, the moisture and temperature levels to Adafruit I.O. So let me load the dashboard because I actually don't have it loaded. And uh, it uh, will check every however long you want, every couple seconds, every minute. Um, it's up to you to, uh, to, to tell it in the code uh, how, long, how frequently would you like to publish your data and take a measurement of the soil sensor. The soil sensor has built-in temperature sensor as well. So uh, yeah, so it can tell you uh, how cold or how hot your, your soil is. So I have Adafruit I.O. open. Let me go to my planter dashboard and we can see all the stuff. <laughs> and the, yeah, I unplugged it for a little bit here. But yeah, you can see here, uh, so if you're remote somewhere else away from your plant, you can, you can spy on your plant and, and check, see how it's doing. Is it, is it hot? Is it, does it need some water? Yeah. And uh, this graph here shows you over time uh, what, the, what the readings are. And then we could dive into the feeds a little bit more. Oh, by the way, this dashboard is completely editable. Like. You can't, how do I get this? Hmm. Let me just click on it again. You can, you can uh, edit the dashboard and the widgets. It's really, really nice. So it's, a, it's really flexible. So if you want this like over here and this like bigger and uh, this over here, it's pretty dang cool. So you, you have complete control over how you want your dashboard to work. work. I have not done an Adafruit IO project. This is kind of my first one, I think. And this is super sweet. One at least that uses the widgets and the dashboards. So cool. <laughs> so there's a lot. Uh, and there's a, you can make a free account as well. Um, there's some limitations to, I think, uh, the, the amount of data that you can pull. But uh, check it out. The, the free version should be pretty good. Yeah, there's all my datas. And then you can step into the feed itself, let's say the moisture feed, and then get a, a real good look at, uh, at the data here individual uh, bits, uh, individual like posts here, and you can see the value. And you can add more values if you'd like. Um, yeah, it's all very well explained in the walkthrough that Brent put together. So definitely check it out if you, uh, if you want to start plotting some of your data to Adafruit.io. Excellent. Ba, ba, ba. And I have this little cute header here. You can put whatever image you'd like if you uh, are a plus Adafruit plus subscriber, you get some extra bells and whistles, like images. Yeah, Brent's mentioning that the free version of Adafruit IO gives you 30 data points per minute and 30 days of data storage and a limit of five feeds. Excellent. 
So that's the free version. Thank you, Brent. He's the man. Comes to Adafruit.io. Sweet. We have a shop bot now. Cool. It shows you the, uh, the thing here. Sweet. It is in stock with Titanos. All right, so let's uh, hop on back over to the Learn Guide. Overview page is going to give you a, a breakdown of, of what you need to build the project. It's so nice. No soldering is really required unless you'd like to make your own cable. But hey, we sell these Stemma cables that have the female uh, connector on both ends. So you can plug one end to the, the Stemma soil sensor and the other end to the Stemma port on the Pi Portal. So work with uh, Pi Portal, Titano, Classic, or even the Pint. So, however, the case is, is designed for the Titano. But I'll get to it in the 3D printing part. Yeah, so here's all the, the parts you need. The speaker, you really don't need it. If it has a built-in speaker, it's not loud, but this, boy, golly, does it sound loud, as you heard in the beginning. And uh, yeah, if the water level gets low, it'll trigger a wave file. If it gets too high, it'll also trigger another a separate wave file, because you have really good audio support. Yeah, everything else though is in stock other than the little speaker here, but yeah. Let's see what else. USB-C, because it's Titano, it's got the USB-C connector. Uh, it uses some standoffs and stuff as well for mounting the, uh, the, soil, the soil sensor to the planter bit. Yeah, so everything's linked there. Mighty fine. All right, let's head over to the 3D printing page. Um, all the parts are designed to print without any support material. Uh, they have snap fits here and there. You're going to need some screws, though, uh, to secure the Pi Portal itself to like the screen cover. Um, so there's that. You can get, grab them from Thingiverse or Prusa printers, and we'll probably put it on Colts 3D later if, it has, if it's not there already. A little cat animation shows you how all the little bits kind of fit together. And if you are looking to kind of make your own enclosures, I always think it's a great idea to, to throw up our step and sat and STL files up here on our little GitHub repo for things like this Pi Portal Titano. Uh, the Stemma soil sensor is also a 3D model ready to, to go and fit into your project. So you can get those right here, direct links to them. Uh, as far as slicing goes, uh, you want to use your preferred slicing uh, settings. This is what we normally use. Uh, we printed it on our Ultimakers and our Creelty CR10S. Uh, and they all have really good uh, tolerances that fit really well together. So that's it. That's really it. Yeah, yeah. OK, well, I'll kind of run through the, uh, the assembly. But you're going to use some hardware screws to attach these two pieces together, like the front faceplate and the screen cover. They're printed in different colors, um, just to kind of give it that look where you know, it looks like the, the screen is uh, behind a black kind of cover. And then you have this thick bezel faceplate. So you use some screws there. Uh, the Pi Portal has four mounting holes. They are sized for like M3. You could also use M25, but M3 works well. Um, you don't have to thread them, which is great. So they're really nice, uh, strong uh, mounting tabs. And I dig them, so we're using them here. For the sensor assembly, I put together a little mounting plate for the sensor. There's two mounting holes on the soil sensor. Thank goodness there's mounting holes. Uh, if you're designing a PCB, mounting holes. Please. Please. <laughs> I beg you. So we're using these two nylon uh, M25 screws. The hole sizes for these guys are around 3 millimeter uh, M3s. But uh, I, I like not having to thread stuff all the time. So that's why I went with the M25. Plus, we have an M25 kit uh, for the black nylon um, type. So uh, it, it, it's pretty simple to put those th uh, screws in there and then have some hex nuts hold it together. You just finger tighten them. And then you can, you can just plug in the Stemma cable. Super simple. As far as putting the planter together, it has a specific order of installation because of the way the parts are. <laughs> so the frame is just a big frame with a giant hole <laughs> in it. Uh, you pop in the, uh, the planter cup. And then the bottom is a drip tray that has snap fits bits. It's kind of hard to see. That's why I labeled them here. But they are snap fit bits. Uh, so you just want to line them up, click them together while, it, while the planter is like halfway through the frame. So hopefully this picture here shows you a good uh, look at that, how that works. So there's three little snap fit bits. Just line them up. It's a circular thing. Um, so orient yeah, it's circular. I was going to say like it's not keyed or anything, but yeah. 
And then there's even uh, snap fits on the, on the lip, right before the lip, so that it can't be pressed out. So that helps it stay in place once you get those two pieces installed. Then you want to thread the stem cable from inside of the planter cup and then bring that out. So it looks like this. And then you uh, line up the mounting tabs that are on that sensor soil plate lining up with the mounting tabs that are on the side of the planter. The planter has this special cutout that exposes the components so that they're outside, away from the soil, away from dirt, away from water. So that's why it's set up that way. Yeah. And then uh, you can insert two M25 screws and then some hex nuts uh, to secure uh, those, those mounting tabs. So that's what it looks like on the inside. You, uh, you can only see the, the capacitive touch, the green part uh, on inside the planner. Cool, so that's how you put up, that's how you assemble that. And then the case, once uh, the planter and the soil sensor are put together, then you can just plug in the uh, stem soil sensor into the stem port on the back of the pipe portal, connect your speaker. Look at this GIF, nice GIF. <laughs> fit everything in there, line up the, the USB-C port and the micro SD card slot, line up those connectors with the holes on the side of the, of the frame, and then just press those guys together and they snap fit, making sure wires are all in the inside and not being kinked, of course. And then a uh, little bit of a, what would you call it? Be careful with the speaker to press that in. It might even be better if you push the speaker in before getting the thing, but you should, you should be fine, so get your fingers in there and, and press the speaker in there. Um, it has some pretty good tolerances too, so it should snap fit in there. But if it doesn't hold in there, you can always peel back the, the sticker backing on the mini oval speaker and then stick it on there so it stays there. Uh, there's, there is a back cover. Uh, kind of don't need it, but it's there. Um, it's just a little frame that snap fits into the back. And that's really it. That's how you put the planter together. When it comes to wiring, everything plugs and play. We have ports for everything, including the speaker. The speaker's got a little Molex connector. Stemma sensor is right there. This is I squared C. It plugs in really nicely. Boop, 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 boop. Here's a note. If you don't want to use the case, that's fine. This is uh, just want to make sure that the, the components is like near the edge of your planter and that the components are, you know, that the soil sensor isn't too deep in there because you don't want to uh, get all the, the microcontroller and the, cap the capacitors and the LED dirty. <laughs> what an interesting, like it's supposed to be dirty. Anyway, setting up Adafruit IO was really uh, smooth and easy because Brent did a great job writing all the steps on how to set this up with accompanying screenshots. You can walk through this blindly. <laughs> I'm blind. So yeah, you, you can, it walks you through creating your own feed, naming it, um, creating a group, and then uh, making a dashboard. So walk through it, all the little buttons are here. So it really helps you out. There's a lot of different blocks. So if you don't like the gauge, you could use like a, a line graph or different, different things. So we have a lot of different ones you can play with, but this is the one that we're recommending is the, is the line chart. You can choose up to five feeds for your, uh, your line chart. And uh, this is where you're selecting um, which feed you want to display on the graph. So that sets you up there. This will walk you through the details of the graph. If you want a, a minimum and maximum um, values for your X and Y, you can do that. You can show, you can have all the options there. So check them out. Adding the gauges, it walks you through that as well. So you can see um, the gauge. You want to set the minimum and maximum values as well. Very, very fun to do this, so just kind of walk through it and make sure that all your values are, are named properly. And if you are an Adafruit IO Plus member, subscriber, you can add the header image. We walk you through that. We also give you the header image if you want so that you have a nice graphical dashboard. You got to get your Adafruit IO key. It's free to get one. Sign up. If you don't have one, go ahead and sign up. It's free to do so. So you can grab it like that. I hope that key isn't, anyway. So that's how you set up Adafruit IO. Next up, setting up your Pi Portal. Make sure you have the latest version of CircuitPython. 
you can grab the, um, the latest by heading over to circuitpython.org, download the latest beta. I believe we're on beta four or maybe even five now. So check it out and then get the library bundle. You're gonna need a nice handful of bundles, uh, a nice handful, nice stack of libraries. So check them out, they're all here listed for you. Your pipe probably came with them, but you wanna update them as the, a lot of updates happen. Connecting to the internet, um, this is where you want to add your, uh, your SSID and your password. And if you have a special like uh, WPA2 or like an enterprise level thing, you can, there's some workarounds and stuff that you can take a look at. I think we have some learn guides that, that walk you through that. But for the most part, it's going to connect pretty nicely to uh, your standard w WPA2 type uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then this will walk you through if you want to test the Wi-Fi if something's not Wi-Fi, but it's pretty simple to get your SSID and password in that secrets file. So once you have that, your Pi portal is connected to your Wi-Fi, then you want to run through and make sure that you have all of these lovely libraries. This is using a good amount of them. So be sure you double check, triple check that all your libraries are indeed in there. So check it out. And if you are missing one, um, if you have the Moo Python editor and you have the REPL window open, it'll actually tell you, hey, I am missing this library. So that's a good, good uh, helper there. Here is the code. It is up on GitHub. You can uh, pull it down. You can download the project zip from using this uh, link. You can grab the code or, or just go straight to GitHub. If you have any issues or any uh, ideas that you want to commit, uh, uh, like a pull request, you are free to do so. Please do. We uh, welcome contributors. So looking at it from a high level, there's uh, Brent set it up so that uh, it's really easy to change the, the minimum maximum values for the soil. Um, how often you want to send the data to Adafruit.io and uh, how, how many uh, seconds you want to uh, you want to pull the soil sensor. In this case, it's 30 seconds every 30 seconds. Tell me how you're feeling. And then every five minutes, go ahead and publish that to Adafruit.io. Yeah. The soil minimum maximum values, you want to really experiment with it. Oh, man, I wish I had that video. Um, I was just dipping it in just pure water just to see what it would do. And uh, I, I was able to get to like 600 and then how dry, you know, I think 350 is a good, like that's really, really dry. All right, here are the, the uh, images. Um, they're all in the GitHub repo. So if you download the project zip, you should get all the assets because there are sp specific fonts that we made. You can generate your own fonts with CircuitPython um, using FontForge. We have a learn guide on how to do that as well. And, but yeah, we have fonts that we made for you guys. We have two icons, which is for the, for the temperature and the moisture, which is kind of simple icons. And then the root image. The root image is just uh, like a, a bitmap, an index bitmap, uh, an 8-bit index bitmap. Um, that way we can tell uh, which color to kind of knock out so that it's transparent. And then we have the watercolor here, so you can change it to green if you'd like or something. It's uh, just a, a hex, right? Like a hex value thingy for the watercolor. And then our audio files, uh, you can create your own. I just did like a speech to text thing on my Mac. So it's just like, hey, the water is too high or hey, the water is too low, I'm thirsty. So you can make your own custom sounds, which is really fun. And that's where they're called right there. Cool. Everything else is just kind of like your helper setup stuff to, to set everything up, like the display width and height, uh, where uh, your spy connection is. Um, yeah, but everything's commented, so you can walk through it. Yep, yep, yep. But really, if you want to just change those minimum max values, that's where you want to be at the top. And then this one, uh, again, comments. Excellent. Yay. Oh, this is really, really nice. It's more more commented than uh, my prototype. Play water level alarms. If the soil sensor is lower than the minimum, you can get your little print statement out there. Look how easy it is to play a file. Portal.play file and then call the name there. That's <laughs> so cool. But check it out. If you're looking for a good example of how to push data and how to display data on the Pi Portal, this is a really great guide. So check it out. Shout out Brent. And then the code usage. What? Sorry, we have even more uh, checks. These are great. It's always good to have a, a, a screenshot of exactly what your file structure should look like. That's helpful. So thank you, Brent, for doing those. So that's where your sounds are, that's where your fonts are, that's where your images are, and that's where your libs, your library files are. 
All right, and then this walks you through Moo. We love Moo. It's a really simple, lightweight Python editor. It's got a built-in serial console, so you can see what the, what the stuff is doing. And then this just re, re, uh, reaffirms, like, hey, how your SSID stuff should be. So you want to have your Adafruit IO key and your Adafruit username right there in your secrets file, because it's secret. Now we can go to code usage. Viewing sensor data on PyPortal. This is a new page. Sweet. So read through that. <laughs> Viewing sensor data in Adafruit IO. There you go. That's where you can see the stuff. Hovering over your mouse will show you individual things. That's right. Oh, look at that GIF. Very nice. It's so nice. It's, it's so damn well done. Huge shout out to the Adafruit IO team. A lot of work went into this. It's amazing. We need to do like a standalone video on Adafruit IO and dashboards. That is going to be show. next. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. There's so many brand. features and uh, how easy it is to set up. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's the learn guide. I Lots hope you like to it. digest, but uh, hopefully the step by step. Uh, walkthrough should get you up and going to set up your own Pi Planter. I know that was recently a Kickstarter that finally shipped out all their units. So yeah, the Lua Planter. It was like mm -hmm. an Indiegogo. It was very very fun. It was like a kind of like this charismatic face, and we mm -hmm. really wanted to do that at first. Um, so we were going to do that. We we're going to make it like a face, and whether it's happy or sad, we think this is a lot nicer. Huge shout out to PT, Mr. Lady Ada. He was like, hey, why don't we make it so that you sh you see a cross section of the roots, and then the an the water animates. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how we were going to do that, but uh, yeah, there, it's we have so many good libraries in place that allows us to do animations like that and sound. Mm -hmm. So it's really really nice to be able to get an audio uh, alert when something's wrong or something's good. Yeah, so the only type of tweaking you're going to have to do is depending on what type of plant you're going to put in here. Uh, we're using these uh, carnivorous uh, Venus fly traps, which do require quite a bit of water. Uh, so you are going to have to do some adjustments for the values on that. And uh, you can set your maximum uh, water so you're not drowning your plant. These are fine. They live uh, in pretty in much bog, in bog uh, environments. So having it just a little bit more water. Uh, I actually wanted to demo it, but I think we're going to have too much stuff in this show. So yeah. let's check out the learn guide. Check out the video if you want to build your own. Oh, and I have a really good tip. So the display here, the display... Uh, if you notice last week, our project really had a lot of flickering. You can kind of see it now. And that's just from the refresh rate of the screen. But if you drop the Pi Portal's display to half, 50%, boy, golly, does it look so good now. It's not flickering so much. That's it. So if you're doing any Pi Portal display projects and you're getting a lot of flicker, turn down your, your brightness. And the way to do so is it's literally like one line of code, I think. If we look at it right here. I think it's line 50 something. It's like pyportal.display. Yeah, here it is. Set backlight level. So look at line 82 to 83. .set underscore backlight 0.5. And that'll give you a nice display that you can film your project with. Yeah, the best I could guess is it's uh, adjusting the hertz for whatever shutter speed that your camera is yeah, capturing just the, at. Yeah, just you can kind of see it a little bit in the blue here, but yeah. it's a lot more better than it was before. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and that is this week's Project Awesome IoT Planter. Yeah. Shoutouts to everybody who worked on this. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of hands touched it. I really like it because my try. last set of fly traps died because I forgot to water it. Yeah, these <laughs> are so beefy looking. Look at these. I know, we were trying to get yeah, a shot of so feeding good. it, but um, a little gnat that we had flew away before I was That's able to get funny. into the trap. Yeah. I forgot to put that in the show, the, the video I recorded last night or the day before. Yeah. Sorry. DeWester <laughs> saying, yay, thanks for the tip. Nice to have con brightness control so it doesn't flicker. And there mm -hmm. was some uh, support in there. Uh, uh, Brian is in the Discord chat helping out DeWester with last week's project, the weather station project. And of course, there's lots of puns and jokes from Mr. Certainly on Little Shop of Horror. Yeah. And uh, Andy Calloway's in there too, helping out with the witty jokes on all of the Seymour Feed Me references right. to that. Must be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like the length of the Pi Portal uh, Stemma Cable. It's, it's a nice length. This one's a little short. I wish it was a little bit longer, but that's what it is. So when you're taking it out, just be careful of that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of room in there. Um, so hopefully if this does overfill, 
it won't touch your, your Pi portal because all the water will just kind of leak out this way. So it is a little bit above, you can see there. Yeah, there's a little bit of room there. Mm -hmm. um, it's all parametric too, so if you want to make a bigger yes. one or a smaller one, I don't think I don't think you want to make a smaller one, mm -hmm. but a bigger think, one for sure. Scale I think it up. Uh, one tip that I would do is yeah. printing the the pot part and like a translucent filament. So yeah, once your uh, mm. plant starts, you know, getting lots of roots, you can see if it's uh, uh, like the roots are getting you know uh, filled up in there. So yeah. You can repot it into a bigger one. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's, what are we prototyping? One last, oh. Uh. And just the hertz. <laughs> just the hertz. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to, battery. Let's turn on the battery. Don't forget, coupon code. Come on. Coupon code. <laughs> Boy, golly, is that loud, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, like the whole, putting the speaker in, in this, box like it just amplifies it so much mm -hmm. like when the speaker's outside of the case it's, it doesn't really sound as loud so anyway well, that's a good idea Pretty yanni nice. in the youtube chat is saying translucent filament to allow it to light up it's a good idea a nice oh gosh you know what glowy. i was thinking um i thought about it like was it last night yeah like it'd be you know how flies are attracted to light what if we had a little that light thing that lured them in idea. we totally can you have huh. those uh, extra connectors for plugging in a NeoPixel or even mm. just a single NeoPixel or even just a single LED. Mm. Sentiment of trance. <laughs> right. We get funny. some moths in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's missing, some extra mood lighting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, right? If the water's mm -hmm. low, make, make the LED uh, turn red. Ah, you yeah. do have a built-in LED here. And uh, hmm. when the soy wasn't in there, you can see the light shine through yeah. it, which was really neat. So yeah, there's still more stuff. We also have another uh, learn guide that shows you how to use uh, a pump to actually water your thing. Yeah, yeah. So if you just go back to the learn guide and There's search for so planter. add-ons that you can uh, yeah, Brent, tack on top up. of this. Yeah. Planter or just plant? Maybe just plant. Here you go. Yeah, here you go. So this one actually uh, waters it for you? Is it this one or this one? Wow, we have quite a few. Yeah, uh, there are a couple using uh, AWS, using, what was it, the Azure. Yeah, yeah Azure, So IoT. there are different types of uh, oh. ways to get your plotted data into yeah, different services. This is it, yeah, Monitor Plants Vitals. Yeah, this is using the Google Cloud. And mm -hmm. uh, here's that pump, it's a 12 volt pump. Um, you wanna be very cautious with this one though, as a- uh, Just in case it overfills. Yeah, it overfills, it'll be a little bit, well, mm. Yeah, maybe we like wanted a, to stay. I think Lamar was like, "Hey, yeah, maybe not through the water pump. We don't want people to." Uh, I think she could foresee that this would be a, prop, a popular project. She doesn't want uh, people to, mm -hmm. you know, overwater their shit and <laughs> be like, "Hey, my computer's all wet, thanks to your learn guide." <laughs> <laughs> we warned you. Fair warning. Water and electronics. They mix. If you mix it right, I don't know. Anyway, check out. Uh, shout out to Brent for all the. All the uh, planner projects. Yeah, I actually started this in October of last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> we looked at the yeah. Uh, yeah, at the base camp task for this. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's. What are we prototyping? Sure. Well, were there any comments or anything else we should catch up with? Uh, that was it. That was it. Yeah, you kept going All back right. to it. <laughs> cool. So we got a brand new board that was released, and you know the first thing that we do when we get a new piece of hardware, we make a case for it. So this is the awesome. Clue board. Tiny little clue board. It is a micro bit size uh, form factor. So yes. it's going to be compatible with all of your micro bit accessories and all that. So we designed this little sweet case that is meant to be compatible with lanyards for a badge. And of course, everybody loves making wearable watches with these boards. So added our watch band design to it as well. Yeah. So you can wear this as a watch or you can have a lanyard on it. Strapped to your bike. Yep. So you have a ton of sensors on this guy. I'm not gonna go through it here because I'm not gonna remember all the names, but this sure. one is set up to have your battery, a 400 milliamp hour battery in here so you can make it nice and portable. You have your access to your USB and your Stemma QT, right? Is yeah. it? Yep. Uh, port on there. Uh, you can hook this up through USB. I, like I said, I just have the uh, JST connected in there to the battery. A little A and B buttons on here and your cap. Um, uh, cap touch pads. Called? Yeah. Cap or alligator pads. clip. Now, 
gator clip that too. Or cartridge slot. Or you can slot it in, yeah. So, a lot of fun uh, ideas with this one. Very mm -hmm. cool. I like the bunny ears. Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah so in the back you've exposed uh, some things. So you got a reset button that you can hit. You have a microphone that you can talk into. Um, and you have a little buzzer as well. So you made sure to have that there. Um, yeah, it's a little chunky because, I mean, the battery is what it is. It's a 400 milliamp LiPo mm -hmm. battery. It's the one that's ideal for the feathers, feather wings. Um, but it works in this case too. So this is a new snap-together little geometry that we're working with here, trying to slim down yeah. uh, how thick we have to make the slap, the what they got the little nubs that we use that are actually holding everything together. Inside, you can see that I'm um, moving the battery so, you still, so you're not covering up all of the barometric pressure, the humidity, and the uh, temperature, and the gyro, and all that, and the microphone. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that that is uh, nicely, you know, doesn't have a battery over it. And uh, the way that this has to be designed, just because of the, how chunky the battery is, I want to make sure that you had enough battery life to last mm -hmm. a little bit at least. And uh, nice uh, additional geometry that uh, we're playing with here. We have the Ninja Flex um, watch bands that we designed for where I think it was the MicroPython watch. Mm -hmm. It has a little nub on here so yeah. you can adjust the size to your, um, to your wrist. Mm -hmm and it just tucks underneath there like that. The case, uh, the lid also has that ability, so you can actually use either one of these to attach the, uh, the armband. Sure. And Good like we were saying points. before, or you could just use it as a lanyard. So we're still working on the design. I think the, we'll release this probably like in a week or two, but the second project that we'll be working on is I think a bike tracker, or it is a paleo. So I have a little uh, mount a clamp that we're designing as well. So this will be one of the first uh, designs and projects for this awesome little clue board. Yeah, love the display. Is. And it's an IPS display, so you get some really good viewing angles. Um, that's 100% brightness, by the way. I probably said it's oh, wow. 0.5, yeah. Okay. Make it look even better, because it mm -hmm. does look like it's really, really bright. Um, I just threw a bitmap on there as quick as I could. There's some demo code out there. If you look on the learn guides for um, the circuit python using display io there's some nice demo code there for just displaying a bitmap that's mm -hmm. uh in the built-in splash there uh built-in flash i love that click i know my favorite we'll go over all the geometry and all that in whatever two weeks so yeah. we're still working on the led uh heart projects trying to get these out before um next week yes is this before, next week then? Uh, Valentine's, that's, that's the holiday. <laughs> so if you guys missed that uh, last week, working with the black LED acrylic, so we can have some very nice diffusion on all the LEDs here. And then, actually I think it's this one that we're working on for next week, the PCB milled heart. So still working on these guys, just that, oh man. Uh, it, it's it's working at Food is always like, oh, squirrel, new new product. <laughs> well, you've got to so know jump when to on, jump uh, and pivot. Jump on, this is, there's more, I think, weight and importance on the clue board than uh, yeah. resin casting and scaling. <laughs> so, uh, it's fun. I like it. So one okay. of these will come out next week. Yeah, I'm, we don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow. Uh, the dog follows the hot dog. Mm -hmm. And oh, since everybody likes doing uh, size comparison when yeah, a new board comes in, here's what it looks like against the uh, pie badge. It's like what? <laughs> I swear, Lamar has some small hands. She'll dainty because it doesn't look that small when she's holding it. And then the Pi Gamer. These look, They're these massive. are already, the uh, Pi Badge and the Pi Gamer are already pretty small. It just, you can't they look gigantic now uh, up against the clue. It's like yeah. the same size of oh the framing for yeah. the screen. <laughs> like the frame sizes that we use for these. Yeah. It's like the same size as that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's another size comparison. Nice little wearable slash um, cute. like bike mountable and whatever mountable. Uh, this is gonna be so fun for education, for all the kids out there and all of the existing uh, accessories in the ecosystem for the micro bit. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Yeah. This is a- All circuit python. Oh yeah, of course. There's Blinka right on there. Mm -hmm. With the unicorn. Uh, we're in all these cool projects is what makes us jump out of bed every morning. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah. So if you want to pick up a, a clue board or, or sign up, I think we're out of stock. Um, feed me. It's the coupon code. Get 10% off your order.
Hanging out in Discord chat, YouTube chat, Twitch, and Facebook. Let's see, DeWester saying, yeah, he was surprised by just how tiny it was when it arrived the other day. Ooh, yeah, sedacious. Hey, Brian. He said you get a kitchen sink with your clue. You get a pressure sensor, the BMP280. Oh, there we go, yeah. The accelerometer gyro, the magnetometer, um, the gesture, gesture sensor, light, um, humidity and temperature, and a PDM mic. Yeah, there is just so much packed into this. It's, oh, again, what made me jump out of bed to make sure that the case was printed correctly for this. So a couple more tweaks I gotta do to make sure that the screen is uh, all nice and fitted in there. Um, Actually, a print just finished on there. Uh, it is alpha version, so uh, you know, just be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And it's for a limited ship time, with demo code with like this Arduino demo code. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, Dan had another UF two that went out. Yes, sometime yesterday. Yeah. So nightly uh, builds is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely sub, uh, follow, subscribe to the GitHub for that, so you can get alerts when. Uh, new code is pushed out. When the beta version comes out, I think it's going to be $10 more. So you can get sort of the early access price is what it is now, 30 bucks. Connor is asking on the YouTube, a light level on the clue. He says, oh, yep, there it is. Yeah, pretty and interesting. Then... This is a new component that I had to draw. I never played with this uh, mm -hmm. gestured light sensor. Same thing with these LEDs. So oh, I know, they're so tiny. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're so tiny, fun. but they're really powerful too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, shout out to Katni, who's working on a library wrapper. Mm -hmm. So it would be really nice to have some helpers uh, to write some really quick code and demos. Why is it in green? That's fun. Do you I think know, the I real ones are with green? the, um, the uh, audio uh, pr uh, demo that Lamar, uh, that they right. launched, I think, last night on the YouTubes. So definitely subscribe to that. You can see all of the awesome behind the scenes uh, work that's being done on all the boards. So yeah. definitely subscribe to that and the MicroPython newsletter. I'm sure there'll be a nice section, or there was a nice section on that uh, yesterday. Okay. And then uh, Brian is reminding everybody that, hey, there's 36 clues in stock, so yep. definitely jump on that. One per customer, though. Yeah, there is still a limit, mm -hmm. as uh, Duester is mentioning, but yeah, definitely get on board from these. There's gonna be uh, tons of projects already in the works. I think the, the PT, uh, tease the uh, egg drop project, which we've been wanting to do for like a year or two now. Yeah. But I think the, the CPX, um, there was like a little bit of fluctuations with the way that the uh, sensors, uh, when it drops, right. it wasn't as reliable. This should be a lot more better for making those classic egg drop projects that you, most people didn't, I don't, I never did any of those. Yeah. But I already got some really cool uh, shots planned for that, having like the drone claw take up the uh, whatever, you know, cage that you design in it to make sure that uh, the egg survives. Yeah. So that should be lots of fun. Cool. Other stuff that we are prototyping. This is another fun one too. I'm sure you yeah. jumped out of bed. Checking on the prints for this. What yeah. is this thing? Well, I wanted to lead up to that. Oh, but yeah, sure. So uh, we're working on a new sort of MIDI controller. This is going to be a collaboration project with Liz, Liz Clark, Blitz City DIY. And I guess I'll, I'll put the video up, huh? And then we'll, we'll kind of walk through it. So uh, it's going to be, <laughs> how much should I expose? Should I just say the whole thing? Like, mm -hmm. It's going to be. Uh, so one of the first projects that actually got us Hired at Adafruit was this really cool MIDI keytar project. Yeah. It, was a key, it, was a, it was a guitar. It's kind of small, kind of like a Guitar Hero guitar, mm -hmm. but it had arcade buttons, so you would jam out with the arcade buttons. Uh, yeah, so that was like our first big Adafruit project. Uh, seven years later, we're going to revisit it, Circuit Python. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny is like when I showed it, uh, Todd Bailey was on Ask an Engineer. Oh, and he was like, right. you need to make a whammy bar. We're fucking making a whammy bar. We're adding a whammy yeah. bar to it. <laughs> we're, we're making one because uh, you can't just get a whammy bar off the shelf. So uh, I have this uh, MIDI controller that I got like in 2001, 19 years ago. It's, is it retro now? I don't know. But I took it apart because I really needed to figure out how the mechanism works for creating a pitch bend modulation wheel. Uh, I haven't seen a good 3D printed mechanism to kind of do this sort of thing. Uh, I, haven't, I searched around, couldn't find anything. We also searched around like DigiKey and other places and found some really expensive options that use the Hall, Hall effect sensors. So I took this apart and I took out the, the actual modulation wheel and the pitch bend wheel 
and I figured out how it works. It's just a 10K pot with uh, like a, a mounting bit and uh, a three, uh, you know, a, an injection molded thing. So uh, it was really, uh, I learned a lot by just looking at it, uh, inside uh, the controller. So um, a lot of little things that I learned, like I, I noticed like the PCB has uh, slotted mounting holes and that allows the, the, the components to kind of be pressed up so that they are exposed out of the, the cutouts like the switch. And uh, here's the, the modulation wheel when I popped it out, trying to figure out how it works uh, and why they made it this way. Um, it's really nice in there. It has a lot of JST connectors, so it's easy to unplug it. I mean, it's a commercial product. It's from M-Audio. And uh, it uses a spring. So let's kind of jump out of the video and just go straight to uh, the bit that I took out. So here's the modulation wheel. Um, they're like $30 replacement parts. Um, thankfully, I had one. So the way it works is that it has this piece here that pops out. So there's the printed piece. There's a uh, bit of a, of a spring here, and that's what kind of keeps it centered in place. So it's a really, really tight spring. It's wound around there. That's really it about this piece. And then uh, let's go switch to this one. And then this is a, uh, I guess to save on production cost, they, uh, they didn't machine this. This is like just uh, sheet metal, so it's been folded. Um, and uh, it's just a regular 10K pot. So that's mounted to, uh, to this bit here. <laughs> this right here, the, the reason why this has rubber on there is so that you don't get this like click metal on metal sound. So that's a nice little engineering thing. Um, the, the mounting tabs are right here. This is what gets mounted to standoffs that are inside uh, the, the main enclosure. And then this pops in like that. And then that way, um, whoa. that way these little legs here the spring is what keeps it in there. So when you bend it this way, it'll bring it back. Kind of hard to make it out, but maybe it's better to see it like this. Yeah, and then here's the, the remake. So I, I redesigned this infusion. If you really want to understand how a mechanism works, redesign it as it is, and mm -hmm. then yep. redesign it uh, with 3D printing in mind, right? Your, your, design, your medium dictates your design. Uh, so it takes the, the pot, the same type of pot, uh, this is a 10K. Um, and what I've done is I created this kind of like a uh, little slot here so that um, there's a pivot point and an end stopper here. And then this is a 3D printed uh, spring. And it, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. The tonches are a little bit sloppy, so I need to kind of tighten it up a bit. But it is doing what I need it to do. And to be a whammy bar, you kind of need to be able to go back and forward. So what you're doing is you're essentially pitch bending. Um, that's what a whammy bar does. It's actually kind of putting some tension on the string to either raise up the pitch or to lower the pitch. Uh, so you have um, full control over how much angle you want, like how far do you want this to go. Um, and again, it's very much similar to the pitch bendy wheel. Nice. And uh, I can increase or decrease uh, the amount of of uh, degree that you want to you want to have in your project, and then these are the mounting tabs here. This will probably be mounted uh, onto the enclosure like that. So what's really cool about this is that uh, we can attach and create whatever type of wheel. So one of the things, not just a whammy bar, you could do a disc like this where you kind of follow that same type of shape, or you could do something where it's like um, like a bar. Um, like the Millennium Falcon, when you're like when you're an airplane, when you're accelerating it, you could create something where it's, you know, a handlebar, and you're like uh, going up. So that's uh, a lot of cool options for the, uh, for where you want to stick this mechanism. So that's what I'm working on. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have more updates and stuff as we work on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Hope I explained that well. Um, so, uh, Brian is saying that you could probably make one with a Hall Effects sensor, the uh, TLV 49.3. Um, the yeah. whole reason that you started this though is because uh, forget which um, which instrument you were looking at, and it looks like they've actually done away with all of this. It's all like touch pads and like yeah. you know nothing tactile anymore yeah. which is kind of sad especially for musical instruments you want to have that tactile yeah. feed uh, if you jump over yeah to this the is it now so you can see the mod wheel and the pitch wheel are, are sort of more of these soft pots so if mm -hmm. we go to 
to Adafruit, we can actually we actually sell some soft pots. And I did order some because uh, you don't want to want to completely knock it out. But we have these guys mm. here in different shapes. Oh, wow! I've never played with any of them, but they are potentiometers that you touch. Um, <laughs> so as far as the tactical feedback, yeah, I don't think you get that here. But maybe this is it kind of depends on your enclosure mm -hmm. and I, I would think that this costs cheaper than having to stamp out a mount a bracket yeah. and then having to injection mold a pitch wheel and then having the real estate to actually mount that whole component i, I suppose that's why um, you don't see these uh, components anymore and they're 30 dollars now <laughs> to replace mm -hmm. but hey i will put this up on thingiverse so folks if you break this or something uh, you know, there'll be a design out there that's open source for folks to uh, replace um, their mod in, in pitch wheels. I just can't get over the size reduction. Yeah, the size reduction that. is something. I mean, the, the piano is a 61 key, so you wanted it to be kind of big. Yeah, yeah. And you have full control over how big and how small you want it. So like mm -hmm. I was saying, if you want to make something that's, you know, like a big handle, you want to yeah. <laughs> accelerate, this would be a, a nice mechanism to use in your project. And of course, uh, Mr. Certainly is saying that it looks like an adorable little dodo bird. So Doesn't it? there is yeah, that cute, too. Yeah, it's cute <laughs> it looks like it's mechanism. waddling around. Yeah. <laughs> fun. That's fun stuff coming yeah, up. Yeah, but the pots, I, I suppose um, it's easier to code for as opposed to a hollow effect sensor. I don't know. Mm. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, that's what we're prototyping. Also, shout out to. Um, the Snapchat glasses, the video recording classes. When you're doing a teardown and you want to capture and document what you're taking apart and you need to use both hands, having a video camera built into your glasses, Pedro, he's wearing yes. them right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those are his real glasses with prescription lenses. You can do mm -hmm. that. Um, so just as a tip, if you are into video capturing and um, teardowns and you want to document it, hey, I can use both of my hands and record at the same time. Yeah, a lot more easier setting up a little tripod and yeah, I'm all for GoPros and getting and stuff, get your hand in the way because that's, that's gonna happen. Literally, like put the glasses on and go to town. Yep. You click the button. You might think 10 seconds per clip isn't enough, but it's actually more than I needed. Mm -hmm. So each each one of these are uh, like five seconds long or whatever. But yeah, uh, I actually have some audio in the background where I'm talking through what I'm finding. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like how they have their Kaibo management here. These little uh, those kind of ties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'll be uh, using this as inspiration for the case. I yeah. like the way that those uh, wires are all held down like that. Mm -hmm. Very Lots good. Lots of really cool goodies in terms of design, uh, like little techniques all over. Yeah, I'll, put this, I'll post this up on Twitter so the folks can see the whole video because I, I have a nice uh, breakdown of the, the way the spring and the, the, the keys are uh, working. Mm -hmm. The way really that neat. the standoffs are mounted at yeah. an angle, with the yeah. different I learned a lot uh, just lengths. by taking it apart and looking inside. Lots Very of fun. fun. Cool. Jumping over to our notes, go ahead and jump into this week's Community Makes. Yeah. This so is a freaking giant one. Holy yeah, crap. You, you get that. So, <laughs> so this is a, a prop. It's a pulse rifle from the TV show this was, Mandalorian. This was actually recommended by Brian, so shout outs again, yeah. Brian. Thank you, Brian. This is the Mandalorian pulse rifle, and whoa, this thing is huge. It's like a meter and something long. A meter? And something <laughs> yeah. Long. It's like the full length of it. The full it's length some, of a person. Yeah, so this is uh, one of the, the main weapons that the, um, I forgot his name, Din, right? The Mandalorian uses for taking down all of this bounty. I thought his name was Pedro. Pedro well, Pascal. that's the actor. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just gonna call him Pedro. <laughs> Did a couple of bit of uh, painting on this, uh, not like fully in terms of, you know, the weathering and all that stuff, but enough to, you know, get in the video. But this looks excellent to go along with your Mandalorian helmet and all the, like the armor. It looks like everybody's now posting up all the armor and all like yeah. the, the um, additional props to complete your cosplay. But this thing is so awesome. Huge. Uh, the what's the um artist pull yeah leonardo uh, leonardo over in mexico designed this as well as the blaster from last week you can shoot me in the head <laughs> looks so cool it's actually broken down into a little bit more smaller pieces but since we are using the uh, creelty uh, cr10s uh, i wanted to combine a couple of pieces since we do have a 400 millimeter tall uh, bed uh, area for that so a lot of these pieces are a little bit more bigger 
Uh, I should upload the the combined pieces in case anybody does have a CR10 yeah. you want to print it all in one the go. The makes is looking sad. It's been What's made. That? The make. Oh the yeah, makes. I need to post that up. Yeah. And you can see, uh, he actually went through a bunch of the screenshots to make sure that it was, you know, screen accurate as you can get. Yeah, this is great uh, weathering and painting yeah, it's detail. Amazing. I, think, I guess it I think was designed in Tinkercad. Tinkercad, I think. Yeah, that's, that's actually what I used to recombine some of the pieces. Yeah. So Tinkercad, you know, uh, Makers of Fusion and EagleCAD, uh, which we all use every single day. Really Sweet. cool. Definitely check that out. Lots of, oh wow, look at that. I didn't even mm -hmm. see that picture there. Lots of awesome detail and yeah, weathering really, on that. Really good. Lots of oh, he even has like the, the yeah. shells. And I think over on his Etsy or somewhere, he, he actually has a um, like a bunch of the mechanical pieces work and so you can have like the trigger work or as you can oh, see there yeah. were the uh, shotgun shells go into That's all so of cool. that articulates There's all the pieces like I said I combined a couple of these to be like 400 millimeters tall mm. so I could print them uh, In one go and get that time-lapse. Very cool. So if you have a smaller bed You can still print all of these out and I'm just using the star bond super glue to adhere all these uh, one tip that I did learn was to use like some alcohol so you can clean all the pieces down. You don't have any uh, like smudge or um, oil from your fingers to uh, sort of um, allow to allow the super glue to adhere a lot more better. How many days did it take to print? Uh, was it 105 mm -hmm. hours or whatever? I don't know. I had these going on multiple printers so it didn't take as long as it would with uh, just one printer. But yeah, the thing is so awesome. Mm -hmm. The only thing now is how are we going to store this? Probably just like vertically with a hook holding onto the um trigger. the trigger there <laughs> that's so giant <laughs> but nonetheless really awesome prop um it's probably how they made it for the show super cool yeah awesome it's like a pitchfork yeah <laughs> cool so shout out to uh leonardo on thinkiverse for posting this up plenty of you time to get your yours. uh your cosplay. cosplay yeah your yeah. mandalorian cosplay before the next con Cool. That's the way now, it's so giant. <laughs> All right, this week we have some more community makes. Some lovely makers posted up uh, their makes of some of the projects that we put together. So let's see. <laughs> First one is the Infinity Cube. Hey, Person posted cool. this up. Um, Ryan posted this up. Thank you, Ryan. And it's got some photos of it. It's looking good. Sweet, somebody built it. Printed on a monoprice maker select. Very nice. We got another one here. This is a remix uh, by Huang Sanders. Yeah, low cost plate shaker. So we put together like a lab shaker using Cricut. This is a really uh, simplified version of it. So I think it's just like a motor and the parts were remixed just to kind of accommodate for simpler components. So that's really nice to see when folks uh, uh, post a remix so that Folks can remake it. Yeah, there's some details here about it as well. Yeah, that's actually a remix of a remix. Nice. Yeah, very, very cool. So check it out. Thank you for posting that, Wong Sanders. If you'd like to share any of your makes, you can post them up on any of the socials or Thingiverse. Um, it's easier for me to see it if it's posted on Thingiverse or tagged on any of the socials. But that is this week's Community Makes. Again, shout out to all the folks who go out of their way to take a picture and put it up there. It means a lot. How are we doing in the Discord? <clears throat> check one over here. Uh, Brian's saying that we need to print a fireplace mantle to hang that thing over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah. It sure was. But definitely worth it. It's it was just like a spool of filament? Like one spool uh, actually, no. Um, an entirely full spool of filament. I think, uh, I think I have about a half of it left. 6% um, infill. You can see all of the settings for that in the video. Yeah, so it's important to note that the reason why the print times are so long is because it kind of takes so, a minute to <clears throat> take a picture. Yeah, the so the, head, the uh, print head moves out of the way and has to um, like be out of the way because the way that we're using our um, DSLR cameras, I'm using like a, sh a slow shutter speed on it. 
so that we can, you know, it's not as bright in here. I have to like have it go during the day. So we have to have like a low shutter speed to get you know, right. all that light in there. So it's taking about like 1500 um, milliseconds for it to park and chill. So it's adding all that time yep. each time a layer is printed. Yeah, so that's why it actually would print a lot faster if we weren't doing a time-lapse because the mm -hmm. time-lapse really is it sucks up all the time. It's in the G code. It's like, hey, park the head. Mm -hmm. And the camera is like, hold on, give me a second to delay. Yep. And it takes the picture and then it resumes the print for every layer. Mm -hmm. So you're adding like, I don't know, 300% of like time when you're doing this time lapse. Um, so 6% infill says. Uh, Why not five? Uh, I should have tried five. I, I don't know. It, it took forever to slice all of this every single time I tried a different setting. Was it Cura? Five might have been better, I don't know. You can try it out yourself to see how the um, the roofs are gonna be printed because there is detail that goes on top of that and if your infill is too low, it, won't have it might to fall catch. through, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah you wanna you thoroughly inspect definitely, your, your coats. Yeah, this one takes quite a while to slice every single time. Um, right, and each kind of layer is like, oh yeah, park the head, mm -hmm. wait for the camera to take a picture, then resume. Yeah. Yeah. Octo Octo Lapse is the plugin for Octoprint that, mm -hmm. that helps us do this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. Add any other relevant of settings you guys would care about, but it's all listed there. Yeah. Uh, 0.2 millimeter layer height that, you know, definitely slowed it down too, oh, but totally. uh, give it a lot more higher detail. And I think that's it. Going through our notes. That's all the time. makes. Uh, what was this? The low cost plate shaker? Oh, um, did yeah. you get that? Got yeah. that? The shaker? Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. We went through I lost it. in uh, Slack over here as oh, well. Yeah. That's what it helps to have a second person do the show. Feed me is the coupon code. Don't forget. So if you want to pick up any of the things that we talked about in the shop, um, in the shop, in the show. Mm hmm. Uh, coupon code feed me. So work all the way through 11:59 p.m. Eastern time tonight, and later tonight we have more show. We hope you come and show your projects with us. Share yes. your projects with us on the Show and Tell Show. It happens every Wednesday at 7:30 p.m. It's uh, live streamed on all the channels, and it, it uses Stream Deck. And the way to get invited is to hang out in the Discord server in the live chat broadcast. When the time comes at around 7.20ish, PT will post the link. So if you wanna join in, uh, there's a limit to what, 10 people per something like that. Per stream or something like that. And don't worry if you're just starting out on the project or if it's not finished, we definitely like seeing progress for that. So stop by and show off what you're working on. Yeah, RetroTech is, is awesome too. Yeah, so check yeah, it, yeah. check it. It's always awesome looking at that. And then right after we have Ask, Ask an, engineer. an Engineer with Lamar and Phil, full hour of all the happenings of the maker world, sneak peek at some projects and lots more. Always a free giveaway right at the end of the show. So definitely tune in for that. Yeah. And then tomorrow, John Parks Workshop. Definitely check in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Always working on some awesome stuff. Lots of BLE. Um, MIDI stuff that he's been working on. Yeah. So I think the next goal for uh, Scrap Python is BLE getting BLEHID. BLE MIDI working. is one of the things that uh, Scott wants to mm -hmm. do eventually. Yes. So at least stop by. Another coupon code uh, on John Park's show as well. So definitely, um, since all the new products come out during Ask an Engineer, uh, yeah. you want to put one more order in, <laughs> save a buck or two, use that coupon code then too. Excellent. Okay. I think that is all the stuff. Shout out to everybody hanging out. We you. will see you later tonight mm -hmm. on the show and tell. Yep. You've been watching 3D Hangouts. It happens every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the past, what, eight years now? Hey, man, don't date us. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Definitely uh, make sure to... Click on that bell icon, subscribe, so you never miss an episode. Yeah. You said and... it, man. <laughs> Don't forget to make a great day. Take care of yourselves, folks. See you tonight. Bye. <laughs>